in the know for Wednesday, March 10, the 69th day of 2021. There are 296 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. A couple of fires to report on over the last couple of days. Also, the latest COVID-19 totals, positivity rate continuing to look good. State budget is being discussed. And the Cougar basketball teams drop uh, a couple. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. I see you got the navy blue memo today, so that's oh, good. I didn't even know. You're wearing the navy blue to, ma- to match my Yay. navy navy blue. I have sometimes been puzzled about why you sleep on your back. Yeah. And uh, now I've suddenly figured it out that it's a it's a life hack that you're doing. Um, I mean, I assume you know that sleeping on your back minimizes wrinkles to your face. I did not know that. If you sleep on your side or your stomach and you have hours, you know, six, seven, eight hours of your face on your sheet or your pillow or your comforter, yeah. it causes the creases, which also then helps to uh, to create uh, wrinkles on your skin. So you're actually warding those off. Yeah, and I, I hope so. I sleep on my side and it uh, clearly shows. Thank you for not responding to that. He's the uh, he's the five-time winner of the Covet Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, Washington, London, Moscow, and uh, maybe even Oldham County. Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Long night at Grayson County High School last night. Yeah, uh, that's probably the easiest way to put it. I'll get a recap from you later on in the show yeah, today, if you don't mind. Not but, good at all. So, but as of right now, the regular season is in the books. Correct. Right? As of subject to change. As of nine oh nine a.m. on Wednesday, March the tenth. <laughs> but as we've learned at nine ten, <laughs> it, it could. Yeah. Who knows? Everything. Could everything be, could change. Everything could be changing. Uh, did, I don't know if you all did. You hear about the biting incident? The presidential dogs. Yes. So the dog, one of the that. dogs, I guess it was, was it Major? So the, the Bidens have two dogs, Major and Champ. One of them is a rescue. They might both be rescues. I don't know. But apparently there was a biting incident <laughs> at the White House, and one of the dogs bit um, Secret, somebody, Service, Secret agent, right? Service or someone on the staff. And so the dogs got sent to Delaware, at least for a day. But the uh, Champ and Major are still getting acclimated to being around. Uh, people and so they said, "Well, one incident isn't enough to get them banned permanently from the White House." So the, I, I read this morning they'll be making their way. They're making their way back. Well, but I think animals have a good judge of character. 
So. Oh, especially when the Secret Service agents have to act aggressively yeah. around yeah, their you, protectees, mm-hmm. then they make especially because I think they're sudden. German Shepherds as well. German Shepherds are very protective dogs. So protective I need some more information well. so on it. Major and Champ. They also had two smaller dogs, I think. But Major and Champ are into you know like boss people around and bite people when they need it. The other uh, Biden faux pas this week. Uh, wait, I shouldn't say the other. It's not limited to, to just one. But he was. Um, he was trying to introduce Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's name at a White House event, and he couldn't recall his name. So he's talking about the Pentagon chief. He just called him the guy who runs that outfit over there. And he's like, and you can just tell he was like, I completely blanked on whose name I'm supposed to say. We've but all been there before. <laughs> at least he did not say Secretary of Defense Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because, I mean, that would have been funny, but uh, much more much more inaccurate. Weather-wise today, be prepared. Uh, windy. If you're like me, it's going to blow your toupee around. Uh, we'll see quite warm and very windy at times. Gusts near 35 miles per hour. We'll see uh, high wind gusts, low humidity combination, so there's an elevated fire danger, so be uh, careful about that. Unusually warm. The high temperature for Louisville, by the way, is 78 degrees. For today, the current forecast is 75 for the region, so it probably won't break the record, but it's going to be warm. The forecast on Thursday is going to get a little more messy. There'll be more clouds and perhaps even some light showers passing uh, through the region. So windy today and 75, no chance of rain. Uh, windy and 59 tonight, no chance of rain. And a few showers, the further north in the region you go, the more likely it is to receive showers in 74 tomorrow. So the mid-70s are here. Now we're going to go through a series of mornings where... It's too cold to wear short sleeves when you leave the house, but if you wear long sleeves, you'll be you'll be uh, really really uh, you will be really really um, hot by the afternoon. Yeah, that's because we're in that period right now. That this morning or yesterday was the one that was really cold. Or it's even now to the point where, like last night, we had a game, and when I went into the game, I didn't need a jacket. When I came out, I needed a jacket. It's yeah. kind of that weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's two different, completely different times of year. Sam, don't you have people to carry your jacket for you? No, oh, yeah. I, I mean, thought that's, that's what E. <laughs> McGee did, and he'd carry uh, your jacket know, around. I mean, that's Cody Brock. That's oh, I see. <laughs> uh, Eight hundred eighty new COVID nineteen cases confirmed in Kentucky over the previous twenty four hours as of yesterday afternoon, bringing us to four hundred eleven thousand. Twenty one new deaths. That brings our death toll to uh, four thousand eight hundred fifty, but it brought the positivity rate, the rolling seven day, down to three point nine four percent which is the best that metric has been since September the 21st. When you look at the map, uh, Monroe lost its green status, but Elliott gained their green status, although that number says zero for Elliott County. So I'm going to go, that's a math error. I don't think there's zero per capita anywhere in Kentucky. So might might be some weird reporting going on there. Uh, Edmondson at 4.7, Grayson at 11.4. So uh, Edmondson is the star pupil of the region, along with Breckenridge County. They're in the yellow now. Grayson, Butler, Ohio, Hart, LaRue, Hardin still in the orange category, but trending in the correct direction. And then there was almost a little bit of a maybe a buzz in Frankfurt yesterday as lawmakers get down to what they're going to do about the state budget that begins July 1st. You know, last year they were supposed to pass a two-year budget, and then they did an end-around at the last minute and said, there's no way we can forecast 24 months out on what's going to happen in the middle of a pandemic. So they did a one-year spending plan, knowing that they've got to figure out the next year before uh, this fiscal year ends. 
But when they start hearing about what all could be in the nearly $2 trillion federal bill, and there's a lot of money for state and federal governments, uh, state and local governments in there, they're starting to figure out what they might be able to do. And in a uh, departure for typical policy, normally it's the federal government that gives direct assistance to businesses, loans, shots in the arms, etc. But the state government is going to have some uh, ability to do that over the next year as well. So when they start talking about the numbers, uh, the Kentucky government is eventually going to receive about $2.4 billion from the latest round of federal pandemic relief. And uh, a separate infusion of about $1.6 billion from the federal aid package is expected to go to local governments. So, again, hear that. The state's share is 2.4. Local governments should get 1.6. Kentuckians broadly should get $5 billion. So the direct payments that are going to Kentuckians meeting certain criteria and stimulus is $5 billion. So an all-in total, what were around $8 billion out of the $1.9 trillion that's getting at least uh, that you can that you can track. Those are in direct payments. There will be some other incentives that are available in this bill, based upon uh, need and circumstance going forward. It's my also it's also my understanding about this federal aid that it is over an elongated period of time. The one point nine trillion dollars isn't saying okay. We the American people have to write a check for one point nine trillion dollars today. It's in phases. It's in some of those direct payments. It's in the payments to the federal and local government, uh, state and local governments. But then there are subsequent waves of that in the future. So I, I think the point is that while the GOP is saying $1.9 trillion, we're doing this again, if it's been done correctly, and that's a big if, I don't know that it's been done correctly or not, it seems gargantuan to me, and it seems like we're saddling future generations with debt that is already mounting up. But if it's done correctly, we shouldn't be needing to have this conversation again in six months. That, I guess that for me from the con- fiscal conservative side of it is if in six months we don't have to do this again or in a year from now we don't have to do this again, then I guess it will have been worth it. But that will remain to be seen. On the local level regarding COVID, only 13 new COVID cases in Grayson County since last Thursday. And the Grayson County Health Department's 1B waiting list is fewer than four hundred people. You can read all about that at K105.com brings our, we're knocking on the door of 2000 positive cases over the last year in Grayson County. We're at 1,993. No new deaths reported over the last week that are directly attributed to COVID-19. So that's good news as well. An intense blaze has destroyed a falls of rough home despite the efforts of two fire departments. Last night, about 645, Falls of Rough and LFD were dispatched to Shores Road to the report of a structure fire. They found flames coming from both ends of a wood frame structure, heavy smoke pouring from all of the home's openings. The residents had several firearms and ammunitions inside, making the blaze a little more perilous. Firefighters fought the fire for about two hours, so the structure was a total loss, and uh, the occupants of the home escaped the fire that uh, you can see and read about at K105.com. We mentioned a really combustible atmosphere uh, due to the weather and the low humidity. And despite Kentucky being under a daytime burn ban, yesterday afternoon the Litchfield Fire Department battled its fourth out-of-control controlled burn 
over the last few days. I think that daytime burn ban, I think it officially always starts on March the 1st. I think it's a seasonal thing that it's not condition-based, it's just seasonally based. Uh, at least that's my understanding. Could be wrong on that. But yesterday afternoon about 2, the LFD was dispatched to the 3700 block of Bloomington Road to what was reported as a controlled burn gone bad. They found the blaze encroaching upon a residence and then uh, put out, there was a hillside on fire as well. It took about 10 minutes to get it under control. So it's, by the way, I read on, it's February 15th is when that ban begins. And that's a 6 to 6. So To April 30th, I think. I think something like yeah, that. That the, sounds right. Sounds, no. sounds about right. But yeah, it went back even to mid-February, which kind of, you know, there was a section between mid-February and March 1st when we had two weeks of snow and ice, so the idea of burning something during the day, it wouldn't have a, <laughs> it would, it wouldn't have revealed itself to me. Hey, let's get out and burn something outside. Uh, the former director of Kentucky's unemployment office, who was fired last year because of problems in the program, has died. Muncie McNamara was 39. There's an obituary posted online that said McNamara died after a battle with chronic depression. Uh, it's not often that you get that level of detail. Uh, when obituaries or death announcements aren't released, but I think uh, the family, you know, decided it was information worth uh, sharing. No cause of death was immediately reported, and there was no indication of any connection between the death and the work that McNamara performed for the state last year. I believe he was found outside a business Sunday morning in Bardstown. Uh, I don't know any of the other uh, details on that. But similarly, a body discovered in the Ohio River near the Newburgh Dam in southwestern Indiana has been identified as that of a teenage kayaker who's been missing since January. 16-year-old Jacob Stover was recovered Monday afternoon by the Warwick County Coroner. Um, Well, according to the Warwick County Coroner, the services of a forensic uh, odontologist, a specialist who studies the structure and diseases of teeth were used to identify uh, the remains. A tugboat operator uh, located the, the remains and then initiated uh, you know, emergency responders and all those that needed to be involved. Yeah, he went uh, missing Ohio on the Ohio River January 10th. He had left his home in Prospect that morning, so upriver from Louisville, uh, kayaking alone, and then you know two months later, uh, wow, is, is found so in terrible. southern Six, southwestern 16, Indiana. Sixteen years old. Sixteen years of age. Um, now, I, I, you know, our minds can immediately think, well, that's a long that's a long uh, path from Prospect to uh, Newburgh, Indiana, and it is. But I'm going to go with, you know, w- whatever happened to him that led to his demise happened close to prospect and then it was just a you know it was just the river doing what the river does from there forward but a real a real tragedy to uh, pass along the Kentucky Department of Education has released new guidance on changes and updates to Kentucky's NTI program due to recently enacted legislation uh, last week Governor Bashir signed a House bill 208 which turns into law many of the emergency regulations that they've been using over the last year and extends the flexibilities offered under the emergency regulations through the end of the current school year but um, there are Jason Glass who's the education commissioner says many of their districts are already meeting the new requirements through variations of the AB hybrid model for instruction 
There are uh, many variations that he, that he said. One popular variation is to move the fifth day from Friday to Wednesday. And more on that in just a moment. But he says the KDE notes 40% and 80% time requirements outlined in legislation represent a minimum expectation. Schools and districts may provide in-person instruction more frequently at their discretion. So you may say, what's the big deal? A week from today, a week from Monday, they're going back to school five days a week in Grayson County. Well, yes, that's their intention. But if the numbers suggest, hey, we've gone too far too quickly, then they may have to retreat back to some type of A-B schedule. So good to keep that figured out. Now, me being a little bit, um, not a little bit curious, but being inquisitive, like, so why did they move the five, why did they move the fifth day from Friday to Wednesday? And I thought that was probably for consistency's sake, is that it's more likely to have a three-day weekend on the alternating Fridays, et cetera. But come to find out, by moving that spare day uh, or the odd day to a Wednesday means go to school two days, deep cleaning of the building on Wednesday, then two days of school, then deep cleaning over the weekend and back. And that kind of, it it proportions it out a little bit better where they can stay ahead of some of the safety guidelines that they're trying to do uh, when it comes to uh, keeping things clean. Well, I know we're talking with some of the custodians at the high school because they'll usually come up and, and talk to us as we're packing up. I mean, they've said, you know, on how much extra that they're having to do. And it's kind of one of those things that it's, it's going to be good in the long run because this, they're learning how to make things even cleaner, but it is a lot of extra work, and I think this would really help them. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, they'll get the equipment and the technology and things to do it efficiently without, you know, the old the old adage of working smarter and not harder. I mean, things need more attention, clearly, but some of the ways that I've seen them using uh, drones to sanitize NFL stadiums and things are really marvelous. What they have to sanitize the bleachers is it looks like a leaf blower, mm-hmm. and it squirts out, I don't know, obviously some sort of cleaning liquid. But I remember the first time I saw it, you saw the athletic director for Grayson County High School just walking around with a leaf blower, yeah. and he was obviously spraying something. It was just kind of interesting. And I was like, well, that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense when you think about yeah, it. I mean, in, the, it's, in the olden days, uh, Ken Roberts and I had a fog machine that we did that in that gym <laughs> with. It was, oh, it, was, it was super. It was There was no cleanliness involved, by the way. It was just fog machine, and we threw in the occasional bubble machine as well. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Ask me sometime about using the bubble machine, how it's ill-advised in certain settings. Uh, speaking of trip to the uh, Cougar Gym last night, the boys and girls both dropped uh, games against Barron County last night. Boys 51-37, to 37, girls 60-32. to 32. Girls game not even close. It was close for the first half, and then Barron County opened up the second half on a 16-0 run, and you blinked and it was over. The boys, they, uh, Barron County hit six threes in the first half. They only averaged making less than five. So they got that lead, and it was just kind of one of those things that Grayson could never get closer than like six. Yeah. And it just was Barron. Barron's a good team, though, both girls and boys. That's. Hey, uh, the potential opponent that you shared with me about the girl, uh, about the boys, maybe later this week. Are we sworn to secrecy on that? We're not allowed to mention that? Uh, it might I be. don't know that it's anything official, so I don't okay. know that so we should. We, we shouldn't say it? Probably not. All right. And but c- completely, I could, by the end of the show, have a official answer on that. Okay. But on a completely unrelated note, today is an important anniversary in Grayson County High School history. Yes. Yes. Would Tw- you, you want to share? 20 years ago today, the Cougar boys won the 2001 regional championship against Muhlenberg North. Yep. I know that at Breck County, I think yeah. is where the game was. Oh, and I oh, think yeah. Don mm-hmm. Brown says that it's the best game he's ever seen. I, I would probably have to agree with that. So yeah, Patrick it's... Sparks on one side, mm-hmm. Chris Gaither on the other, mm-hmm. and 
Chris Kather won out. It was a showdown. It absolutely. And then, of course, we get the uh, we get the um, uh, SEC tournament tomorrow. You want to make any predictions on what the Cats do, Sam? Yep. You do? Okay. <laughs> that Go was ahead. really uh, affirmative. That's, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to play basketball this week. Ooh, bold prediction, Sam. Yes. I, listen, it wouldn't shock me if they win the tournament. It wouldn't shock me if they lose by 25 tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we have I, to. And, we have to I think they, they win so Mississippi State and then they lose against Alabama. Yeah, I think they win the first game. I think they play on Friday and then from there, everything else is a bonus. So. Yes. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Take a stab at what I think of immediately when I hear that song. Leonard Skinner. I know it. You do? Go ahead. Bring Forrest it. Gump. That's absolutely right. I was just thinking Leonard Skinner. Jen, <laughs> Jenny's on the patio in Los Angeles. And she gets up on that railing. It's what, I, yep. it's what I see in my head when I hear this song. Today is the International Day of Awesomeness Day. So if I seem just a little more awesome than normal today, you'll know why. It's the international day. Good for you. Feel free for, to be awesome your own selves, too. I'm not saying you all can't be awesome. Just trying to up my awesome game today. It's uh, Mario Day today. Oh, celebrating. Gotta love Mario. Uh, oh, yeah. So, but you didn't play the original. Oh, I mean, I've played them before. Mar. Oh, okay. b- by the way, do you know why it's Mario Day? Mar 10. M-A-R. Oh, March okay, 10th. M-A-R. One oh, zero. Mario. And uh, famous Mario's. Uh, TV chef Mario Batali, Mario Lemieux, Mario Lopez, Mario of Mario and Luigi fame, of course. It's also International Bagpipe Day today to celebrate the world's many bagpipes and piping traditions. I still maintain one of these days I'm going to get Aaron and Ashley Bell to let me march the bagpipes in the Cougar Marching Band. Okay, it's nice. on my bucket list of things to do. I know Jason Thomas at his funeral. I was going to say, I he thought... wants bagpipes, and so do yeah. I. I'm just saying that. Whoever you all rustle up for mine can do his, or whoever you rustle up for his can do mine. I don't care if it sounds good. I just need to hear that honking. It sounds like ge- <laughs> geese who are <laughs> geese who are being tortured from a distance. <laughs> I I don't even know how they're how it works. Like I've seen someone play it before, but. I would have no idea how to even start. Yeah. Well, apparently we don't have to know. We could just like do it and he doesn't <laughs> care if it's just like honking noises. It's such an or... odd. It's such an odd instrument. As a lover of musical instruments, for it to have this air bladder, you know, so you got to fill up your inner tube, and then you've got to blow on this one thing, and then it's kind of like a recorder meets uh, an air mattress meets a uh, kilt. Meets a and a and a really odd sounding noise, so I don't know why I just love bagpipes. <laughs> Not because they sound good; they just listen. It's unlike any other sound in the world. Would you give me that much? Absolutely. But yes. You hear that sound, you know immediately what it mm-hmm. is. You don't look at your friend when you hear bagpipe concert off in the concert. You don't look at your you know, off in the distance. You don't look at your friend and go, "Wonder what that is." You know immediately what it is. Kia is issuing an unusual warning to its drivers to park outdoors and not in your garage. 
uh, troubling. It is very troubling. I got I got bigger I got bigger concerns than well. Wait a minute. Why? Because. Um, so basically, what you're saying is you don't mind if my car catches on fire. You just don't want your car causing my house to catch on fire. And that's pretty much what they're telling the owners of 380,000 vehicles in the United States to park their Kias outdoors instead of in garages because of the risk of an engine fire, uh, engine compartment fire. They are recalling certain, now certain, if you've got a Kia, don't just automatically go back it out of the garage, but it's got to fit the criteria between 2017 and 2021. It's the Sportage SUVs. And through the 2017 through 2019 cadenza sedans, and they will be recalling those to fix the problem. Hmm. Luckily, I don't own a Kia. Right. Then again, I don't park in a garage, so it wouldn't. It wouldn't You're be winning. quite much. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, but I'm, if you park next to your house, it would probably true. be similar. <laughs> true. The, it would melt the siding off the front of your house. I'm pretty sure. True. I, I wouldn't wouldn't care for that either. A short circuit in the electronic brake control unit can cause excessive current, increasing the risk of a fire. Owners should also park them away from structures until repairs are made. Uh, let's let's see. How about not just garages? How about uh, propane tanks? How about fireworks yeah, stores? Of, <laughs> How about ammunition depots? How about, I mean, I think I can come up with a laundry list of places that we might not want to park your your Kia. You don't think that would be causing any fights? Like at the, you know, at the Evil Empire, you mm-hmm. park your car and then somebody rolls up in a Kia and parks next to you. You get that Kia <laughs> out of here. Go park somewhere else. You're not parking next to me. Uh, Costco is selling a ready-made Easter basket. And so I'm not a Costco shopper, um, but I was curious, okay, what are the, according to Costco, what are the must-haves in an Easter basket? So Easter is coming up on April the 4th. Yes, I know St. Patrick's Day is next week. I'm giving you time to get your Easter basket ready. So Costco has come up with this all-in, self-contained, $24.99 Easter basket, and it says a milk chocolate bunny. Is it hollow or solid? God, it's got to be hollow. Yeah, it's got yeah for twenty four dollars or twenty five dollars. It got to be hollow. Uh, two milk chocolate and caramel filled rabbits. Okay. Okay. All right. Purple peeps. Got to put them in the microwave. Fruit flavored jelly beans. <laughs> A bag of caramel corn and milk chocolate. Well, this better be brand name stuff. If this is off-brand stuff for names I don't know, I don't know that it's worth $25. I don't think it is. The basket's worth about $0.30. Cents. Exactly. The uh, filling, the the grass, if you will, is worth .007. Cents. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know what would be the, the most. Uh, you can also find some of their bakery items, a seven-pound peanut butter cake. My goodness. And oh. an Easter-themed cookie. Oh, that reminds me. Seven pounds? Have... Yes, seven pounds. And I love peanut butter. It reminds me. Gracie mm-hmm. Cook, I hope that she will make for us that death by peanut butter cake for, for Easter. I just went ahead and set it out there, so hopefully <laughs> she'll... Hopefully she'll go ahead and write well, it down. We'll have a have connection it. in here on Friday, so maybe it. we can... Yes, remind, remind uh, Chef that Cook. That connection. It's funny, the chief culinary technician for the show, and then his daughter, like, is a great chef. It's We talk about sometimes the apple and the tree. 
I mean, there you, there you go. But and to be clear, I don't think Dennis knows anything about cooking. He's just good at at uh, sampling yeah. and saying what's good. I'm good at that bad. as well. I'm excellent at it. <laughs> uh, women, young people, and the poor are suffering the worst psychological distress from COVID, according to new global research. One in three adults are anxious and depressed as a result of quarantines, lockdowns, and social distancing. According to data from 19 different countries, along with increased depression and anxiety, people are experiencing higher rates of PTSD and insomnia. So with that news today, I don't know that I feel well, – there are a couple of reasons that I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit optimistic today. But one of the reasons I will share with you is that I got my first dose of COVID-19 vaccination yesterday. And does that uh, does that make me immune or does that protect me uh, totally? No, it does not because I got the Pfizer. I got the first dose yesterday and I'll have another one uh, in about um, in about three weeks. But it was uh, it. I, I noticed that all three of us on the show today have either had our first or full COVID-19 vaccinations. And I know there are a lot of people that have not been afforded that opportunity yet. And there's some level of concern or anxiety or wondering, should I or shouldn't I? But you've got 100% of us in the studio today that have. Um, we'll start with you, Sam. You got yours yesterday. Correct. Right? Lunchtime yesterday. And you got Johnson & Johnson. Correct. Courtesy of, by the way, our dear friends at Midway Pharmacy. Uh, uh, offering uh, to do a clinic for us. And so can you kind of explain your experience as much as you're willing to share? Yeah. So one of the things that Trevor Ray, who gave gave me mine, the first thing he said is that he was given orders to give me the meanest and toughest shot that he could give. That came from <laughs> all the way from the top, by yes, the way. Yes, that's, that's what he said. So I said, I'm you know what? Okay. I mean, my mom, uh, not, not me. Oh, that, that was mom. your mom that, yeah. that said that? I thought yes. it was Ken Hallett. So I was, uh, I was a little <laughs> curious as to who it was. Right. But uh, today, um, I mean, I've... I'm definitely achy. I have a headache, which is all of the stuff that was expected. I know last night I had some some cold chills as well. Um, I know it was kind of a rough night last night just trying to get some sleep. And I mean, all of the side effects that I feel like you've heard, at least through the Johnson & Johnson, I'd say I pretty much for the most part have right now. All right. But um, – but you're like here, said, and yes. you're working. Yes. And you're, okay, um, and, and I mean, but one of those things is it's like like we were talking off the air before we came in. Um, if it says 36 hours of being rough means that I'm, I mean, I don't know that you could even say immune, but less likely to get it, less likely to transfer it, then it's worth it. 100%. Not to mention, as I said, you're a year in already. So you've Correct. already got a year invested, a year of disruption invested. 36 more hours certainly will be the uh, easiest of the of the year, certainly by comparison. But you got the Johnson & Johnson, and so you're probably, what, a couple of weeks out from full immunity? Two weeks. Two weeks out on that Two one. weeks, that's what he said. But now, and to be clear, uh, the Johnson & Johnson, Johnson being the single step, They've got to pack a greater punch into that first dose. So, Beach, you were vaccinated on Monday, yes. also by our friends at Midway Pharmacy. So, what yes. was how's your experience been? Um, I was good for a little bit. Um, I started feeling a little bit of nausea. Um, I did have diminished uh, smell and taste. Okay. Um, the nausea got a little bit worse last night, um, but I. I had a knot in my arm from the shot. Because it it's a big shot. Yeah. I mean, it's a powerful it, it shot. It was kind of red and hot, mm -hmm. but today I feel a lot better. 
Yeah, so you turned. You sounds like your arc is about twenty four yes. hours ahead well, of Sam's, and Trevor, which would make sense. Yeah, Trevor talked to me, and my physician believed that I'd already had COVID, and I've not said that on air before. But, um, and if you have had COVID prior, the the shot, the vaccine, you will have more residual. Yeah, and I I think I. Got some of that. And by the way, your physician thinks you had it before we knew what it Absolutely. was. Absolutely, yes. And so would, that was yes. one of those things where you before were never. Everybody was testing. Yeah, you didn't and really know what it was. Yeah. But in fact, so and and to be clear, because we're running out of time, so I got so so part of it. And, and and by the way, I was offered the same shot by uh, Trevor and the entire team at Midway Pharmacy, and I said I want. I had already I had already been scheduled for the first dose of Pfizer. And so I thought, you know, it might be smart rather than the entire team to get the same exact thing on the same day. Let's split it, split it up over different days, and I'll take the Pfizer, which will mean two two shots. So I got mine at 5.30 last evening, and I have had no symptoms whatsoever. I don't think I ever had COVID, so I don't think I'm susceptible like in the antibodies regard. And because it's a two-dose and probably less powerful, I even have to stop and go, does my arm even feel sore at all? And like if I... If I touch it, it probably is. It probably feels a little bit sore, but otherwise, so far, so but good. But see, for my my arm is not very sore. I mean, knock on wood, not very sore at all. It's because so you're it's, swole. Because yeah, you, yeah. you that's, the if gun, there's one thing that describes me, it's swole. Because the guns you're packing, oh, that, yeah. that's why. So, uh, by the way, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Get the vaccine as soon as it's offered yes. to you. Would you all Absolutely. agree? Right. Agreed. Absolutely. So there's a hundred percent of us saying, "Do it when you can." Got to get to a break. And by the way, thanks to Midway Pharmacy for uh, helping us out. Got to get to a break. More on the way here on In the Know. Did you know? During the Alaskan Gold Rush, potatoes were worth their weight in gold because uh, the the bush in Alaska. You know, being out that far and not having nutrients and things you could eat. Potatoes are so hardy that they would live off of them. But if you found them, they were worth their weight in gold. I don't know that I knew that, but it makes it sense makes to sense. me. Yeah. I think about the number, the variety of ways that we use potatoes you know, okay. today. So they're just... Did they uh, have a fryer that they could make french fries out there? Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. an air fryer. It was an XL. It's made by Quasinart, actually. Oh, okay. That one is the one that the, the one that they used. Uh, are you all following along with uh, the Meghan Markle, uh, Pierce Morgan, Brits saga? I've kind of been unable to avoid it. But uh, Pierce Morgan now has officially said he's leaving the the equivalent, the, the U.K. equivalent of Good Morning America. He stormed off because somebody one of his one of his co-hosts and it was a guest co-host who was a friend of his called him out about his negativity about Megan because according to Piers Morgan he went on a date with Megan Markle and then she uh, she ghosted him according to Megan Markle she had a business lunch with with Piers Morgan I'm just going to say there has to be another and side so of that there's a, I was going to say how old is I mean is Piers Morgan yeah, what is he 60 uh, yeah that's probably right and so um there was a difference of opinion there to begin with so he was saying you know her claim it was her best acting job that she's ever done and so anyway, he's decided he's not going to be on that show anymore. And I'm thinking, well, wow. I wish I wish my grandfather was still alive. With him being British, 
I mean, he was born in the southern portion of Great Britain and yeah. to hear his opinion on what it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what he would think about, about all of this. Because so, I know that the big thing with them is that the queen, when she was coronated, was the same year my grandparents were married. Uh, okay. So yeah. They wow. had. They had. They felt like they had an extra connection with the queen for that reason. You know, my ancestors and your ancestors were probably running buddies. Were they? Your family probably knows. They they probably were the ones who. Uh, I I don't know what kind of business they were in, but you know, my great 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 granddad Cuthbert was the Lord Mayor of London. So, I mean, he, I don't. They probably were drinking buddies. My great grandfather Frederick. He he was. Could, I mean, could have been. Could have been. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No. I don't. By the way, uh, well, look at the you two. Chafin's family hails from their Anglo's as well. So, yeah. I mean, Bournemouth, England. Well, at That's least where my to be clear, Sheriff Chafin's maternal family mm-hmm. is uh, coming comes from the UK. So, who knows? We were we our ancestors might have played together on the playground at some point yeah. in time. You never. It's know. a small world after all. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Equalizer, the new Queen Latifah show, getting renewed for season two after only four episodes. Uh, but they keep showing the first four over and over for whatever reason. They're trying to convince people that they uh, they want to watch it. I, I have recorded it. Chris Noth, or Noth, who's from the Law & Order series but played big on Sex and the City, he's in it. And he's all right. He, he, he does Mr. a fine big job. So, yeah. For all the... He, like the women out there my age, yeah. Mr. Big. Uh, coming to America 3, Eddie Murphy says he already has plans for that. Be careful, Eddie. <laughs> I mean, we, we waited quarter century or longer for the sequel. Let's just see. Let's, let's just see how the, let's see how two holds up before we go back to the, before we go back to the well. I mentioned the Queen's Gambit. I've seen the Queen's Gambit. Sam, did you tell me you had seen The Queen's Gambit? I saw the first episode. You saw the first episode, uh, but just weren't interested, so you quit? Uh, honestly, it was one of those. I have a bad habit of watching first episode of shows and then being like, oh, I want to watch this first episode of this show. Okay. So I probably started about 14 different series, All right. but never finished them. All right. Uh, Beige, um, I I think that um, you you were thinking about doing Peaky Blinders. Well, and, and I'm yeah. going to substitute, and I'm going to tell you, I think you might like Queen's Gambit better. It's a shorter series. Okay. It's not so many seasons. It is, by the way, it's it's set in Kentucky, but it's on a it's about a novel, so it's not a true story, but it's a convincing story that when you see it, you think, well, this really happened in Lexington. But Beth is a fictional character, but it's a girl coming of age story who is breaking barriers mm-hmm. in the men's world in the fifties, becomes a international chess grandmaster, and I actually think I would put it ahead for you. I would put it ahead of. Peaky Blinders. See, I didn't know that it was a Kentucky connection. I remember it was one of the first scenes, and this isn't a spoiler or anything. It just says New Circle Road or something like that. That's exactly right. And yeah. it's it was kind of like, oh, I know New Circle Road, Lexington, and then and then a trooper. Isn't there an old like KSP car or something like that? Something it's, like that. Something yes, like that early yeah. on. I hate just, to say anymore. Or there yeah, will I don't want to spoil. Yeah, I don't want to spoil yeah, anything. But. I would. Uh, I would. So that's what uh, you can have that one knocked out in no time if you yeah, choose eight to do that. Or something like but that. But I just kind of in thinking in thinking back about it, I thought you know in today's climate and being International Women's Day the other day, and I just thought yeah, the Queen's Gambit. Plus, it's just smart. That chest is a smart game. 
Got to get to a break. We'll come back. I had a bit today about awful song lyrics. We'll get to another day today. Uh, another day than today. We got that. And we'll come back. Oh, chart toppers, point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, and more coming up here on In the Note. To Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give. MB's point to ponder for today. What four-word phrase definitely means trouble? Oh, dear. Missed call from mom? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. First one that came to mind for me was license and registration, please. Yeah, that's, um, that's also good. Oh, yeah, that one's I'm going to have to think about mine. <laughs> I'm from the government. <laughs> no, thank you. And I'm here to help. Right? That's right. Ronald Reagan. And Mama, um, I need to go. <laughs> and how about where have you been? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, I was just over, just over there. Uh, Sam, did you fine. hear Eli Manning is getting? Uh, he's Eli Manning's getting a new show on ESPN. Eli, Eli Not Manning, Peyton? no Eli. It, uh, yeah, Peyton. Peyton's the one that's got the most personality. I know. Uh, Eli Manning is getting... Because Peyton's places is pretty decent. Uh, I like Peyton. I think he's hilarious, There's some predictions about the show, though. If it's like his career, it'll go about 16 seasons. About two of them will be worth watching. (laughs) And people will still want to watch Big Brother more than once. (laughs) I I knew you would get that joke because you love Big Brother. I do love Big Brother. So I told a sports joke, but I brought in Big Brother fans into it. You got it all, all there. So Big Brother Canada is back on, so I'm waiting for Big Brother here. Oh, okay. I thought, are you watching Big Brother no, Canada? No, I'm not. But here's <laughs> the thing. I could be. I have never seen an episode of that show. <sighs> yeah. Not not one. Well, By I, the way, I love it. I got to. Before we talk about television for tonight, I ran across some of the dumbest lyrics. you got to hear these, okay? Um, which one? Uh in train, hey soul sister, when Pat Moynihan sings "I'm so gangster, I'm so thug," is one of the dumbest <laughs> lyrics in the history because there's nothing less gangster or less thug <laughs> than Pat Moynihan from Train. True you story. Know, that's, that's John Calipari's favorite song. I don't doubt that. Hey soul sister. <laughs> Hillary Duff in, in "So Yesterday." I kind of like this one because it reminds me of the Jimmy Buffett song. But if the light is off, then it isn't on. But Jimmy Buffett can do that because it's a turn of phrase when he says, mm-hmm. if the phone doesn't ring, it's me. But Hillary Duff can't do that. Um, in Black Eyed Peas, I got a feeling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday. And then they realized, oh, wait, we're in a meter of four. We need four things. So they said Friday, Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like You said Saturday twice. I don't know that I've ever realized that. Come on, Fergie. Go ahead. I couldn't tell you the last time I listened to that song, but <laughs> I'd have to go back to high school probably. Uh, in Cisco, song song, she had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. I'm sorry. I'll still listen to it, though. <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, from my childhood, the dumbest song lyric I can remember is John Mellencamp's Sucking on Chili Dogs Outside the Tasty Freeze <laughs> in Jack and Diane. Who's sex on a chili dog? Exactly. <laughs> and in Alice Cooper's School's Out, they just said we're out of it because it says we got no class and we got no principles and we got no innocence and we can't even think of a word that rhymes. 
Like they just went out there and said, we don't know how to rhyme with this line, so we'll just say we can't. Full honesty. Come on. It's a great song. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday. Oh, no. We Wait got, a minute. We got too many notes and not enough words. Poor Fergie. Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. The Masked Singer, Fox on Fox, a season five premiere. Season I cannot five? believe this show has lasted five seasons. I, I would have thought it was still the second season. It's. I've, I watched half of one episode once, and they, I was I was. I, I, I saw enough. I know the principal one trick pony. That show is the one. Is a one. How do. Isn't there the Masked Dancer now or something yes, like that, too? Yes, And then in the premiere of Game of Talents is after the Masked Singer. And on Comedy uh, Central, South Park uh, premieres. I've never – there's something I've never watched an episode of. I like – Nor have I. South I like Park. South Park. It's it's not for everyone, but – It's not? No. No. It is, uh, it's, it's definitely raunchy. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1864, President Lincoln assigned Ulysses S. Grant, who had just received his commission as lieutenant general to command of the armies of the United States – Thomas Jefferson was appointed to America's minister to France this date in 1785. Alexander Graham Bell's assistant, Thomas Watson, heard Bell say over his experimental telephone, Mr. Watson, come here, I want to see you from the next room this date in 1876. <laughs> uh, birthdays today. Ralph Emery is 88. Chuck Norris is 81. He's that old. Mm-hmm. Man. Sharon Stone is 63. Oh Magician Lance Burton is 61. Jasmine Guy is 59. Britain's Prince Edward is 57. John Hamm is 50. Happy birthday to uh, Don Draper. And uh, Robin Thicke is 44. And Carrie Underwood is 38 today. Yeah. Carrie Underwood, mm-hmm. born this date in 1983. Of course, American Idol winner. No, American Idol runner-up. Yeah, yeah, she was a runner-up. I wonder if she still... Stays in touch with Bo Bice. Well, he was the winner. Season three or something like that? It's pretty early on. Because Kelly sh- Clarkson was the first winner, wasn't she? Yeah. And then uh, they showed Carrie. He had Ruben and Clay in there in the, maybe the second season or something. But I would imagine that Kel- Carrie still sees and stays in touch with Bo Bice whenever he delivers pizza to their house. <laughs> well, that's a lot of them. I mean, a lot of the American Idol. Like, second on mm-hmm. are more popular than... And then Jennifer Hudson barely made it into the top six, and maybe, and she's a Tony winner. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's crazy talented. That's right. Dean Torrance was born this day, 1940, from Jan and Dean, and that was about the only significant gone but not forgotten. Uh, honey, I was sharing with them yesterday that two nights ago I went back and watched the Alyssa Ray audition four times and on the third time i was still being moved by her power like i've just well i saw a video i didn't get a chance to watch it this morning of her singing with the with uh, the guy for, uh, the other kid from eastern kentucky where was he from i don't remember was he from perryville Perry, as they would say was he from perryville i don't think he was from the same no he's from a uh, garrett county garrett county yeah. so i think that they from, were singing he's together. from lancaster Yes, that's right. Lancaster. Lancaster, not Lancaster. And she's from Boyle Lancaster. County, is that right? Perryville. Is Perryville in Boyle County? No, Perryville's in is Perry. In Perry County? Perry County, I All think. Right. Katy Perry's new home. Perryville. 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 There it is. I guess I would like to hear that duet. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. I, I wasn't sure that it was actually her and him, but it would be a... It's an interesting Maybe she'll combo, sing but... it. Yes, it would be an interesting combo. Be like Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. <laughs> oh, my love. 
Answer me, my love. Nat King Cole was number one this date in 1954. If she'll sing duets, she should sing a duet with me. I'll get on that. She can name the song. I don't care what it is. I'll, I'll learn it. Let's go to... Well, I might not sing any song. <laughs> most songs. I'll sing most songs. What about I Got a Feeling? <laughs> if, if I get to name the days of the week, then yes. The Four Seasons Walk Like a Man, number one in 63. My jukebox is hung up. Let's go to 1972. 1972 was the year. The Osmonds were number one. Oh, wow. It's a song that I don't know, but I'm curious about it. It's impressive. Doesn't it sound good? Mm -hmm. I've never heard it, and I doubt either of you have either. It's called Down by the Lazy River. By the Osmonds. Have you all ever heard the Down by the Lazy I don't know that for sure, but there is a chance. I mean, my aunts had the Osmond Barbie dolls, so who knows? Good night. Get your girl and hold it tight. We can take it nice and easy. No. Underwhelmed. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that. That will probably be my first and last time, would be my guess, unless I fall for that trick next year when it shows up on Chart Toppers. <laughs> and let's go to 1981. Oh, here we go. I've heard this one before. The Queen. <laughs> the Queen of Appalachia. Dolly Parton was number one with 9 to 5. Rome B-52's in 90. Sarah Evans, No Place That Far. Love that song. Number one in 99. 08, Chris Brown with You. And Shape of You, Ed Sheeran, number one, four years ago today. Sing it, Dolly. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky. WKHG Litchfield. Kentucky. USA. 104.9 FM. The Twin Lakes. Best Mix. A105. Your news starts now. Fox News. I'm Chris.